Chapter Seventeen. Guess who's coming to Christmas? At the front door stood Patrick and Megan McCann, Rick's parents. Patrick, Megan, what are you doing here? Asked Susan. Susan, Karen's sister, what are you doing here? Asked Megan. I live here. This is our home. The kids are incredibly happy here. If you are here with a plan of stealing our kids away from us, you are in for the fight of your life. We love these children as if they were our own, and we consider them as much," shouted Susan. "Calm down, Susan. We are not here to take the kids. We believe that they are happy to be here with you. Besides, they would have to be dead to be with us, and we wouldn't want that now, would we?" said Patrick. "Oh my God! You died?" asked Caitlin. Yes, sweetie. A little over a year ago, we both caught the nasty virus going around, and we couldn't recover. First, your grandfather passed away, and then I died a week later," said Grandma Megan. "I'm so sorry for your passing. I apologize for yelling at you," said Susan. "It's quite all right, my dear. It shows us that you were the right choice to care for the children." We have to admit that we have no idea why we are here, how we got here, or how it is possible to be among the living again. Can anyone explain this to us? Asked Megan. Why don't you follow me, and I will try my best," said Martha as she took the McCanns by the arms and into the family area of the home. The doorbell rings once again. Okay, if there is another set of grandparents on the porch. I will be very upset," said Rose. Again, Victor and his sisters walk to the front door. Victor opens the door, and they all look into the darkness and then see two familiar faces. "Hi, baby girl," Rose looked and replied, "Hi, Daddy." Rick and Karen walked into the foyer. Caitlin and Rose embraced their father. Rick knelt and hugged his daughters. All three cried tears of joy. Victor went to his mother and hugged her. "I never thought I'd see you again. I've missed you very much, Mom," Victor said. "You have no idea how much I've missed you and your sisters," Karen replied as she wiped the tears from Victor's cheeks. "Hello, son," Rick greeted. "Hello, father." Replied Victor and extended his hand. Rick shook his hand and pulled him close for a hug. Rick had never shown Victor much affection in the past, so this gesture was out of character. Glad you could finally make it, sis," said Susan. "Susan, how nice to see you," Karen said as she threw her arms around her for a long, firm hug. "Hey, Karen, have a nice flight," asked Harry. Still a wise ass, I see," she replied and smiled as she kissed Harry. The doorbell rang again. "Let's move into the kitchen and get out of the front door's way. We are expecting quite the crowd," suggested Harry. "Hey, I just got here to see my kids, and these assholes can wait until I'm good and ready to move," shouted Rick. "Daddy, please don't make a scene. Let's move so people can get in," pleaded Caitlin. Okay then, but don't be pushing me around, Harry. This may be your house, but these are my kids, not yours. Got it? He asked. Harry, always the diplomat, replied. But of course, Rick. Let's just get out of the way of our other guests.
Susan came to Harry's side and whispered, Rick hasn't changed a bit. Don't let him get to you. He'll be gone in less than twenty-four hours. Martha joined the family in the kitchen and introduced herself to Rick and Karen. Hello there, my name is Martha. I can fill you in on what this house is about and the rules that apply while you are here. Don't bother, lady. We aren't staying. Grab your things, kids. We're out of here, said Rick. I don't think so, Mr. McCann. If you walk out of this house before 6 p.m. Christmas Day, you will return to where you arrived and will never return, replied Martha. Rick, stop being such an ass. You have been given a great gift to be with the living once again and to be with your family. Why would you want to leave? Asked Susan. Screw you, Susan. I never did like you or your pussy husband. I'll do what I want to do. I'm alive again. I need a beer. Baby girl, go grab daddy a beer, he commanded of Rose. Yes, daddy, she replied and walked to the refrigerator to get him a beer. And you wondered why I wanted a divorce. You are impossible to be with, said Karen. It's Christmas, and this is supposed to be a happy reunion for all here, but especially for the two of you and your children. Why would you want to ruin this, Rick? asked Martha. Because that's just what he does. He always has and always will, and now for eternity, said Karen. Suddenly, Rick became enraged and charged towards Karen with his fist raised. Before anyone could move, a large man appeared out of nowhere and grabbed Rick's hand. Now, I wouldn't do that if I were you. As you probably just realized, you can feel pain once again. And with that in mind, understand I can break your right arm in less than one second and the left arm in less than another second, so... Do you want me to break both of your arms, or will you behave like a good boy? The man asked. You son of a bitch, let me go. I'll kick your ass, Rick shouted. You and what army? Asked Martha and continued. I see you have met my friend Jack. I invited Jack to come to the party again this year because I had a feeling there might be some trouble and his. How can I put this? Massive strength might be needed. You can cooperate and obey, or Jack will throw you out the front door, and you will never see your kids again. Harry leaned into Susan and whispered, Isn't that Santa Claus from last year? Sounds like him. I'm guessing Rick's on the naughty list, Susan replied. Okay, okay, I'll behave. Let me go, you overgrown moron, Rick shouted. Rick fell to the floor as he held his hand. I think you broke my hand. No, if I broke your hand, you'd know it. I'm watching you, Rick, replied Jack as he walked away. Father, why do you always have to do this? I know you can be nice and loving in your heart. I have seen it with Rose, Caitlin, and even Mom. Instead, reject your anger and love your family, Victor said. Victor, cut the crap and get me another beer. Now, Rick barked. Martha made her way to Harry and Susan. Susan, Harry, this is your home. You can ask him to leave, and he has no choice but to do so. He can swear and threaten all he wants, but Joseph will deliver a chariot with angels to remove the devil from this house. Is he the devil? asked Susan. 
He's no angel, that's for sure, replied Martha. Apart from swearing and being a belligerent asshole, Rick behaved himself for the rest of the evening. He stayed close to his girls and drank like a fish. He mentioned several times that he missed beer almost as much as he missed his girls. By 9 p.m., Rick was drunk and passed out. Harry and Victor helped Rick up the stairs and into the main bedroom. They plopped him on the bed, removed his shoes, and threw a blanket over him. They left him in hopes he would sleep it off. Harry and Victor returned to the celebration of life on the main level of the house. As Victor came down the stairs, he saw Lindsay's mom, Doris. Hi, Doris. Nice to see you again, said Victor. Hello, Victor, replied Doris as she hugged and kissed Victor on the cheek. I'm glad you came to visit, but I don't think Lindsay's coming this evening. I invited her, but she never responded, said Victor. I thought for sure she would have been here. I had not planned to make this trip, but suddenly I was instructed to make the journey, Doris replied. I guess someone knows something we don't know then, said Victor. <laughs> someone knows everything we don't, my boy, replied Doris. The doorbell rang, and this time Max, the dog, ran to it barking and jumping like a crazy dog. Victor went to the door and answered it as Max cried and jumped. It was Lindsay standing out on the stoop. Max knew it was you. I think he misses you almost as much as I do, said Victor in a sudden admission of honesty. Lindsay walked in, threw her arms around Victor, and hugged him firmly. Victor hugged her back and then looked in her eyes and kissed her softly. I have missed those soft kisses of yours, Lindsay said. You have no idea how much I've missed giving them to you, replied Victor. Doris came to her daughter and placed her arms around Victor and Lindsay. I am so happy to see the two of you together again. You have both been very sad and lonely without each other. Victor cries in the shower and Lindsay while she's driving. It's deplorable, said Doris. You watch me in the shower, asked Victor. Doris's cheeks flushed and she replied, Oh, my, well, yes, I suppose I do. I hope that doesn't bother you, Victor. I'm just worried about you. Martha walks by and says, Hey, I watch him too. He's got such a cute little hiney. Martha! Doris, oh my god, you watch me when I'm naked. Victor asked. Victor, we can see through your clothes right now. In heaven, everyone is naked most of the time. We were all made in God's image, remember? There is nothing to be embarrassed about. Victor reacted by covering his crotch with his hands. You shouldn't be looking at us earthlings like that. It is very uncomfortable. Oh my god, do you watch me when I... You, you know. We do not, Victor, replied Doris. We do respect your privacy during intimate relations, even ones with yourself. With myself. Oh my God, I will never do that again, Victor stated. They laughed, and Martha said, Sure you won't, Victor. Just keep telling yourself that. As Lindsay was laughing at Victor's plight, Martha said, 
I see you had that mole removed from your left breast, Lindsay. Good decision. Lindsay suddenly stopped laughing and covered her chest with her hands. Oh, it's not so amusing when it's happening to you, asked Victor. Come with me for a moment, daughter. I want to see you, suggested Doris to Lindsay. Lindsay and Doris walked over to the dining area that was void of people for a moment. They talked and hugged, and Lindsay was so happy that Victor invited her to see her mom. Why didn't you reply to Victor's email inviting you to come for Christmas? asked Doris. I guess I was embarrassed and I felt I would be using Victor just to see you, Lindsay said. What changed your mind? asked Doris. If you've been watching over me, as you say you have, then you already know my experiences with other guys have not been great. I think about Victor all the time, but there wasn't a huge spark when we're together. I did miss his soft kisses, but I wanted him to take it to the next level, and he never did, said Lindsay. Why didn't you take it to the next level, then? asked her mom. I didn't think it was my place. I guess I'm a bit old-fashioned when it comes to intimacy. I feel the man should make the move, not me, she replied. Victor is a gentleman, thanks to Harry and Susan's influence. He isn't one of those wham-bam-thank-you-ma'am types. Besides, I remember quite a few of your dates that I saw were with guys who would quickly make advances on you within hours, not days or weeks, and you shut them down. If that's what you want, why did you stop them? Asked Doris. Mom, I guess I don't know what I want. I want someone nice like Victor who wants to be intimate with me but not vulgar, lovingly and romantically. Lindsay replied. I think Victor can be that for you, sweetie. You just have to let your relationship take its course and give him some direction. Men need guidance when it comes to how to please a woman. They don't know it all, and every woman is different. He needs an instruction manual, and you are the one who needs to write it, said Doris. Mom, you always had a way of putting things into perspective that should have been obvious to me, but I just stumbled with my emotions. You're right. I need to go after what I want and take some control to make this happen, she replied. It doesn't hurt to try. If you and Victor are meant to be, then it is God's will. Maybe God has other plans for you and Victor, but you will never know unless you give it 100% said Doris. You're right, Mom. I'm going to find Victor and tell him how I feel. Hopefully he'll feel the same way, replied Lindsay. Meanwhile, up in the main bedroom, Rick wakes up from his drunken stupor. He sits up in the bed and shakes his head. Man, I drank too much. I got such a headache. There's got to be some oxy around here somewhere. He swings his legs over the side of the bed and opens a drawer in the nightstand. Magazines, books, eyeglasses, nothing good. Must be Harry's nightstand. He stands up and walks around the bed to the nightstand on the other side. Let's see what Susan's hiding. Magazines, books, eyeglasses. Don't these people do anything else but read? Oh, what do we have here? Rick had found a plastic case, and when he opened it, there was a purse-sized handgun.
Nice Beretta Tomcat. This'll do some damage. I think I might need this later, Rick said to himself as he placed the pistol in his pocket. Rick found some Tylenol in the master bath, took four, and headed downstairs. Has anyone seen Victor? asked Lindsay. I can't find him anywhere. I think he's outside playing with the girls and Ernie. It's such a warm day they decided to play fetch with Max, said Susan. Lindsay thanked Susan and proceeded to the back door leading to the deck. Ho, 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 Santa's back, shouted Rick as he entered the kitchen area. Where are my kids? They are playing outside enjoying the great Christmas Eve weather, said Harry as he helped Susan load the dishwasher. These Christmas guests sure do eat a lot when they visit. Lots of dishes. Are you hungry, Rick? There's enough food here to feed an army. What can I get you? I think I'll have a roast beef sandwich, some chips, and a beer, replied Rick. Give him the sandwich and chips, but let's skip the beer for now, said Karen, who entered the kitchen at the opposite end. You can't tell me what to do. We aren't married anymore. Till death do we part, and we are dead, so we are parted. I don't report to you any longer, bitch, Rick shouted. Harry looked at Susan and rolled his eyes. You are such an ass. I don't know why I ever married you in the first place, said Karen. Susan, is there an available room I can hang out to avoid this moron? Moron. I'm the moron. I can't be that stupid since I'm the one with the gun, Rick said as he pulled the gun from his pocket and pointed it towards Karen. I wonder what'll happen when I shoot you, Karen. Can you die again? I sure hope so. This'll be fun to watch, Rick said as he sighted the weapon. Harry acted immediately and came up behind Rick. He reached around to knock the gun out of Rick's hand and both men fell to the floor. I found Victor said Lindsay as she and Victor entered the kitchen. Rick elbowed Harry in the face to get him off and then pointed the gun while lying on the floor at Karen and pulled the trigger. Oh, son of a bitch! Rick yelled, for the gun's discharge bar cut the top of his hand as it ejected the round casing. He dropped the gun to the floor. Karen, are you okay? Susan asked frantically. Yes, I'm fine. I don't think he got me, Karen replied. But he got me, said Lindsay, holding her side as blood gushed through her fingers. Oh, my God, call 911, shouted Susan. Dad, you shot Lindsay. Are you insane? Asked Victor as he helped Lindsay to the floor. I'm not your daddy, little piss ass, and that little white girl will never marry your South American ass, said Rick. Victor stood up in a rage never seen before from the usually mild-mannered young man, and he jumped on top of Rick. You bastard! You only care about yourself, said Victor. And Victor punched Rick in the face as hard as he could repeatedly. I'll kill you! I love Lindsay! I'll kill you! Harry pulled Victor off of Rick, but Victor had the strength of ten men and kept trying to get back to the bloodied Rick. Oh, hell, I'll call 911 myself, said Susan. It's too late for that, Susan, Martha said as she entered the kitchen, followed by Jack. Lindsay will be going to heaven in just a few minutes. Jack, take care of Rick, please. 
Gladly, Martha, Jack replied as he hoisted Rick over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes and headed toward the front door. Caitlin and Rose came in from outside. We heard lots of yelling. What happened here? Asked Caitlin, but saw Lindsay lying on the floor held by her mother, Doris. What happened to Lindsay? Why is she bleeding? Caitlin asked. She's been shot, answered Karen as she cried. How? Who's that her? Asked Rose. Your daddy shot her, honey. Rick was trying to shoot me, but missed and hit Lindsay. Karen replied. Daddy? Where's daddy? I don't see him here. Asked Rose. I'm afraid you won't be seeing your father ever again, child. He is going somewhere you never want to go, said Martha. Where is he? I want to see him, shouted Caitlin. You don't want to see your father taken from this earth, not this way. Leave it be, Caitlin, said Martha. Ignoring Martha's advice, the girls ran to the front of the house and towards the front door. No, girls, you don't want to see the stay in the house, said the grandparents. Let me go, Grandpa. I need to see Daddy, said Caitlin as she pushed her grandpa away and ran out the front door, followed by Rose.